field, 24-17. Bears trying to get their 10th win. Here's the boot up in the air. Going up for it. Allen Robinson, he's got it! I want to see the Bears give him an opportunity to prove that he can do this. He's got the ball at the 43-yard line. When all the signs in the world were there. I think that'll be a fade to black moment with Allen Robinson taking it out of the air. That's what you're really hoping for that they really contribute to the team each year, and that you build a great base and foundation. And these loyal fans have been rewarded for their loyalty. It was, it was, it was awesome. It's, we picked up right where we left off. It was fantastic. And they have a Bears team to be proud of right now. Takes the snap, takes a knee, they head to the field. The Bears have won it! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of 34 to Glory. I'm your host, Tyler Flesh, joined by my father and co-host, Brian Flesh. Hey there! And for those that don't know, this is our second time through. <laughs> it's we, early in the morning, morning, the dog was barking, my we, neighbor came back from a cruise and picked me up some stuff, so this is our second go-through. Yes, it's been an exciting morning, but but a more exciting game yesterday. Yeah, we were at the game. Uh, atmosphere was electric. Oh, loved it. Loved uh, it. We were in line off the highway waiting to get into the stadium to park, and we rolled down our windows, and you were just... It, it was sausage, bratwurst, onions, meat. Come on. It was sausage fog. It was. It was. It, that's it was, a great way to put it. It, it, it was it, sausage, and it, it, it smelled was, amazing. Oh, you know what? It, we wanted to get out of the car right then and say, hey, hey, listen, how much for a sausage? I mean, it was fantastic. It was great. It was it, it was awesome. So we uh, we get, we got in, got there about two hours before kickoff. Luckily, yeah. <laughs> luckily, <laughs> probably should have got there a little earlier uh, because those lots filled quick. We literally parked. There was about 20 more spots and they filled up within four minutes. Yeah, it was a, it was a beautiful, beautiful day. I mean, it started off a little um, cloudy and gray. But we were right in the planetarium, looking right at the stadium across from the harbor. Um, just and, and the sun came out, and as the game started, we were on the north side of the stadium. It's just a, a great day. It was an awesome day, and I hope that uh, you guys follow us on social media. I posted a few clips, but uh, mostly I try to stay... I, I want to enjoy the game, too. Yeah. So, um, I mean, if if people were disappointed, sorry, but I'm trying to watch a game too. So it, it was fun. We pre-gamed, had a few brewskis, walked to the stadium. It was man, it was what half a mile walk. Yeah, that. yeah. What what made it really fun is we we brought our neighbor up with us as well as his seven year old boy, and it was their first first game. time at a game, and his eyes were just as big as saucers, and it it was just wonderful to introduce them to that atmosphere. Uh, <laughs> great day it was an awesome day uh we sat behind some ravens fans yeah. um they they weren't bad at all no i i they 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 engaged us we were talking to each other um the only thing that was weird is the family right below us i, I don't know they just did not seem into the game like what was great is everyone's high five and, and the guy two rows behind us or down from us was trying to high five and he's like, "What the hell?" And the family wasn't high five, and so I like poked my hand through the family. I was like, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> I hit their hand. It was awesome. Uh, crowd was getting rowdy. Uh, this is going to be a little different podcast. We'll talk about the game and stuff, but I'd like to also talk about the atmosphere and uh, how it was being three and six now three and seven. Unfortunately, losing to Brad Hundley. Yeah. 
that that was unbelievable. The atmosphere got very electric once Lamar was ruled out. We thought we had a chance throughout yeah, I, the game. Yeah, uh, yeah, you could feel it as people were in the parking lot were talking about it. Um, once it broke, it was like wildfire, right? Yeah, like right, right. Like my right. my neighbor, my friend Eric was at the urinal with his son at the Porter John. And there was a line, and everyone goes, "Oh, Lamar's out, Lamar's out!" Like, and it just echoed. <laughs> yeah, it was like an yeah. echo chamber, <laughs> and and we thought we had a chance. Uh we didn't. We played like shit. <laughs> yeah, it was very boring first half. Very exciting fourth quarter. Uh, the officiating was horrible once again. We'll get into um, the Mooney catch a little later in the show. The other thing that was horrible, and I, I know we'll get into it more, but I just want to highlight it, was, was you know, we should be in sync with one another at this time of season. And there were some so let's really, talk about that. really bad plays. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, when you go to the game, you see more and you also see less. What I mean by that is we can see the receivers open downfield. It's very clear to see. It's super easy to see, actually. Like... Now, I'm not saying that the quarterback should see that because we're above the quarterback, so we can see over the top. What I mean by that is it's also hard to see because this is going to be my knock on Chicago and stadium. There are no announcements when a player goes down. None. They just start playing music. There's no number so-and-so is hurt. It's not on the Jumbotron. So when Justin Fields went out, no one in the stadium knew that Dalton was in. Everyone thought Fields, especially in our section, that Fields threw the screen yeah. to Mooney that broke for a huge touchdown. Yeah. No one had any. There's no announcement yeah. whatsoever. Well, especially on our end. See, the, the plays were taking place on the south end of the stadium. We were on the north end at the time. So it was extremely far away from us. We could not even make out the numbers. Oh, I could, um, well, you could make out the numbers. I but, disagree there. You can make out the numbers. Yeah, but I. But there's we no announcement. But then there's no yeah. announcement. There was so, so when a player comes in, you can see the number. Yeah. But you're like, it's a screen. Yeah. So the first play was that bubble screen, and he hits the bubble screen off the rip. So you're not you're not focused at number one. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, you're, I you're, know what you're saying. It was so fast. My point is yeah. the knock on the stadium. Start announcing shit, please. Yeah, yeah, that would have that would have helped amazingly because we we really did think that Fields threw that pass to Mooney, and that wasn't the case. Also, another knock: not very many replays. Once no. the play goes, it's done. Also, very hard to tell how many yards they picked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't know. We were like, "Oh, that's a good stop," and I, they're like, "It's a seven-yard yeah, gain," and yeah. everyone's like, "Oh." Yeah, I thought they would at least show that on the jumbo screen, you know, um, but it took a while. There was quite a delay between, you know, plays. Uh, no, there was no replay period yeah, on yeah. most of the game. Yeah. They would show the play on the jumbo screen, but no replay. So what mm. you're seeing is we're on the field. We watch the actual play. And then on the jumbo screen, there's no replay. We're like, right. what happened there? Yeah. Nothing. Only on the big plays they showed replays. Right. That was it. That, yeah, that that is very true. So fun fact, I was buying a beer right as the Mooney play happened. Literally, I'm watching the play. I turn for a second. I don't see the pass, but I just see Mooney have the ball. And me and the beer guy both, I was handing him the money, and he was holding on to my beer, and we both just stopped and turned to watch the play. 
and it was amazing. I don't know how we both knew, but like he he weaved in, he broke through, and he ran right to us, right in our end zone where we were sitting, and the crowd went nuts. Yeah, you know the crowd's going nuts when everyone's uh, high-fiving the beer guy, too. Yeah, the beer guy was into it, too, and all the ushers were and stuff, and it was really cool. The thing that I want to talk about is, oh, man, this hurts to say, but we... Maybe it was just the crowd we were at. Our fans are not very knowledgeable of the game. What I mean by this is when we went for two, like to seal the game, the crowd starts roaring. I get the the, the uproar at first or when we went for it on fourth down. The yeah, but then it kept going and all the players and fans were like, Shh, quiet, quiet, quiet. They even played on the jumbo screen quiet on offense and I, I was like why are these people yelling yeah. we're on offense and it was kind of embarrassing yeah I had the I had the same now for for me it was like okay I was very much aware of the fans around us doing that I'm not so sure that that was for that we can no, speak for the pr- entire stadium I think can we you? can't yeah easy dude it was dad it was loud you don't yeah. think the whole stadium I, I I thought it was it just seemed like to me more it was more of some of the fans. No, because I disagree. Because we're downfield. So we're on the north end. The Bears were going for two on the south end. The linemen during the timeout, there was a TV timeout waving their hands down. Quiet. Yeah, quiet. I did see that. So I did if see it that. was just our section, there's no yeah. way our section travels that far. Yeah. Everyone, if you watch the sideline, everyone waving down, down, down. So I disagree there. I think it's the whole stadium, clearly. Because it was loud, Dad. I I was also surprised by how loud we were at times on offense. And I was like, whoa. We weren't. We we were quiet. We were quiet. but, But the people around us were very loud. Very loud on offense. Not our whole section, but... The people to the right and the people well, down to the, to the left. left. But people were ton, trying to tell them down. I think the problem with Chicago is there's some just people who just go to go, if that makes sense. Like the family in front of us, they weren't really cheering. They weren't really into it. They were just kind of like, oh, we're at a game. And that was kind of disappointing to see, man. Yeah, but like, that was the, that was kind of the exception. They were kind of the exception and not the rule. I don't know, man. Like sometimes, dude, you and me and and the people we were with would jump out of our seats on third down and start going. And then I don't know if you were paying attention, but I would look around and some people were just kind of standing, not yelling, not clapping. I want to say I say the majority was, but Mm -hmm. it was kind of a letdown, man. Yeah, I think there are always always little groups like that that are there. They I mean, you know, someone gave them tickets. They decided to go check out a Bears game. You know, that kind of stuff happens. I don't like it, though. Yeah, I don't like it either. Yeah. I mean, I, I, root for I, the team. Yeah, I want everybody. I want everybody standing up. I want everybody cheering. I would like to see us get louder on defense and quieter on offense. Yeah. And speaking of cheering, man, there was some there was some bonehead plays, man. There were, again, some, some penalties really, really um, hurt us in, in key kind of positions during that game, and it's just that kind of stuff shouldn't be happening at this this time of year. Um, we got lots to talk about. Lots. Speaking of chanting, um, there was a Fire Nagy chant. We participated. It was loud the first time. I recorded it the second time, so let's see 
if you guys can pick up on it. I did post it on social media, but I took a video during the game, so let's lay out here, Dad, and see if we can hear this sound. Now, that was the second one. Yeah. So the first one was a lot louder, and uh, you'll see that on social media. I know Barstool Chicago's posted it, too, uh, just for reference. But, yeah, it was super, super loud. Yeah, and if you've listened to this podcast, you can bet that Tyler and I were both yelling very loud, Fire, Nagy. We participated extremely, to the extreme. So now that we've talked about the atmosphere and everything, let's talk about the game itself and how pathetic it was oh so we so listen on a defensive side guys we looked like garbage Mm. let me tell you why no one was pressing that last drive when we get a go-ahead touchdown well let's you know what let's rewind let's just start at the end of the game because the beginning of the game was absolutely boring i'm gonna be quite frank it it was a snore there's no doubt about it. let's get to the fourth quarter It's third down. Mooney makes the catch. Everyone in that goddamn stadium was losing their mind. He catches the ball, comes down, elbow inbounds. It is under two minutes in the fourth quarter. Why this is not reviewed again from the officials is a disgrace and an embarrassment. Ravens fans behind us, there were directly behind us who were good guys. We were talking to the whole time. They said, oh, if your coach doesn't challenge that, he's an idiot. That's a catch. And I told him, I said, guys, it's under two minutes. It has to come from above. And they were going, oh, well, yeah, then that's going to be a catch. No, nothing. No review. Nothing. Nothing. And even then, we called. You remember right afterwards, there was a 30-second timeout. And I said, surely they're going to look at this because they've got 30 seconds to look at it. Yeah, nothing. And, it was and, a catch. And I don't. We, I don't know. I don't we, know. Hold on. I don't know what the TV broadcast saw. I don't know what Jim Nance and Tony Romo were saying because I know they were on the call. It was shocking. It, Absolutely shocking. And and we were just looking at each other in shock ourselves. Like I said to you, do you understand this? When the replay came up, everyone started going crazy. I mean, roars and cheers of yes, yes. Yeah, I know. And it wasn't to be. Yeah. it. We were just so puzzled. We couldn't even figure out what was going on. It's like, well, why aren't they, why aren't they like announcing that they're looking at this? Now, I know some people say, well, why do you guys care? It didn't, it didn't affect the outcome in any way possible. You know, the very next play, it's fourth and 12. You guys throw... Andy Dalton hits Goodwin on a deep ball touchdown. I understand that. I really do. But let me let me let me say something here. It does affect the game because that was a first down. Do we score from there? I don't know. That's a hypothetical. But I will tell you what does happen, Dad. More time ticks down. Yes. It makes it harder for Hunley to go down the field. That's that's what I was gonna say. So when we took the lead in the fourth quarter, there was, what, a minute, 44 seconds, something like that and on, we, the, on the clock? And we looked at each other, and they needed a touchdown. Yeah. They were down by four. And right. We, or not down by four. What were they down? What uh, was it? Five? No, I think it was four, right? Yeah, four or nine, five. Nine yeah. to 13. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was nine to 13. Let me check, but keep yeah. going. So, so we were looking at each other, and 
I said, oh my gosh, they've got time to bring this ball down and score against us. I think you even said something to the uh, fans behind us. Like I, I turned to them and they go, ah, shit, we're done for. And I said, no, the Bears know how to fuck up a good time. Yeah. My exact words were, we can ruin a wet dream. <laughs> yeah. I think that is so. Yeah, that, I was right. It was nine to thirteen. On uh, it was it was nine thirteen after we scored forty nine yard pass. Dalton the Goodwin two point conversion failed. So it was nine to thirteen. Yeah. Well, I want to I want to talk about that that play. They they're driving. They're now now the Ravens have the ball. They're they're driving down. We have a complete blown coverage. Where we allow was it Devonta Freeman? Uh, yeah, to get the go ahead to, touchdown. To get, well, well, yeah, he got the go ahead touchdown, but it was the play before that where a wide open receiver down down the left hash sideline catches yeah. it. It's like a completely blown coverage, and you're you're like seriously, guys, come on! You, you, it's the sideline in the fourth quarter with little time is, is the very thing you're protecting. Let him catch it in the middle of the frickin' field, but but just keep it away from the sideline. Got it on the three yard line. Freeman took it in from from the three, and and it was all over. Uh, it was just unbelievable. But there, you know, it was a Let's, total but, team but lost. No, 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 no. Let's back up because we need to talk about this. I know where you're going, but mm-hmm. stop. Time to rewind. And what I mean by this is, this is where you and me are going to both get pissed off together. Together as one, we will be irate. Why the fuck were we not pressing that whole game? There was a guy behind us yelling, fucking press! You gotta fucking press! Like, screaming. I go, I agree. He's a... That quarterback, Hunley, could not throw anything. Why we are not pressing up... Every deep ball he was overthrowing. Um, I forget the tight end's name for Baltimore, but Andrews. Andrews made a phenomenal catch. Jumped up. That ball was overthrown. Hunley was overthrowing everything. Why we are letting him do check downs and screens and not pressing. They played into our hands, guys. <laughs> they were running the ball down our throats. We played into their hands. No, they were playing in... No, no, disagree. They're playing into our hands. Short passing and run games. We were not prepared. That's our game, Dad. The deep ball is not our game. Okay? Tampa scorched us. That's where we disagree. They played into our hands. Our game plan was fucking atrocious. Yeah, I, Why I we are not, with that. I, yeah. I mean, Dad, you said it before the game. Yeah. You said, oh, they're going to run the ball. And, okay, they played in our hands. You can't have them play in our hands and then lax. The fact that here, here's what was driving me nuts, and I don't know if people could see this in TV. Again, all year, Sean Desai, is it Sean Desai? Yeah. Get your shit together, buddy. There's no communications between the safeties and the, and the cornerbacks. Yeah, there's, you, could, there's, you could tell. There's none. Okay? There, there's absolutely none. Because wide receivers were breaking off routes, and the cornerback would leave him for the safety, and there's no one there. The safety's over on the tight end. I mean, it was it was mind-blowing, Dad. Yeah. 
the frustration levels of what you can see in real life. Jalen Johnson not press coverage. They did not have Marquise Brown, who's not very good. And, and man, we've said it on this podcast again. Vildor, what the hell, man? Yeah. Yeah. I know. It, it was... It, we, we, you said it, and I want to just reemphasize it, it. You can see, of course, so much more of the field when you're right there. You, you, it, it's it's so different, of course, watching a game. We've you know this was in our first Bears game. We've been to many of them, but it just was a great reminder to me of oh man, how much more you can truly see in terms of the defense and offense. But let's talk about this. Why is it the L year? We have talked about the patheticness of the past nature. Guys, we sacked him six times and we lost the game. Yeah. Yeah. Six times for 40. What is it? Six times for, uh, uh, six times for 43 yards. Yeah. They lost 43 yards on six sacks. What are we doing? You cannot allow them to nickel and dime you. Why are you worried about a deep ball? Yeah. Yeah, just just press and press and sack him again. I'd like to know how many reps Brad uh, Tyler Hunley. I almost said Brad Hunley. <laughs> Tyler Hunley had with the first team because it did not look like a lot. And if they dude, they took everything for what they were worth. There was a point in the game where I turned to the uh, Ravens fans. They said, "You guys want to trade head coaches?" They laughed at me. They said, "Absolutely not." They even said, "I don't understand why Chicago still has him." Let's talk about the offensive side of the ball now. We've because, ran it enough. Yeah, yeah. Unless because you got more on the defense. No, no. I want to talk about the offensive side of the ball because... Can I start real quick and please, ask you a question? Please do. Herbert, one carry. Yeah. I I don't get it. I don't get it. He should have been much more part of the, the offense. I, I've said it once. I'll say it again. I'm just not a fan of David Montgomery. I'm not. He's not bad, right? But he, <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did not allow 100-yard rusher in the whole season until they played Chicago and played against Herbert, Khalil Herbert. Yeah, yeah, they're two different, two very different type of running styles. Herb, Herbert is a pure north-south guy, hit the hole and go. Um, Montgomery is more of a zigzagger um not not a great north south runner in in my opinion um but but here's the other thing i want to talk about the offense even when justin was out there we had guys that were either either fields was throwing the wrong route or guys were running the wrong route but at this time of the year you should not be on a different page and running either like i said i don't know which Fields was throwing the wrong route, or they were running the wrong route. But there was some clear, clear miscommunication in that first half between Fields and the receivers. What's but that he, about? But here's the thing, though: it's not just Fields. I'm not saying it was. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it's Fields or the receiver. Mm-hmm. You didn't let me finish. You jumped all over me right there. I'm saying it's not just Fields. We saw the same thing from Andy Dalton. What does that tell you? Yeah. Because to but- me, Dad. That does not that does not tell me that it's miscommunication. Are the plays not being called right? How is it that that not only Fields doesn't understand is not having chemistry, it's Dalton. Dalton's not having chemistry. Yeah. yeah. 
No, that's I think you're I think you're right, spot on because both both are very true. Because Dalton got out there and he threw a couple passes. You're like, were they not on the same page? It was. I don't understand, Dad. I'm with you completely. The reason I wanted to stop you because I knew where no, you were no, going. No, yeah, no. I, I thought you were going to say, well, it wasn't just. And I and I'm not saying. I don't know who to blame. Yeah, because I don't have the play call. I don't have the and, and unless we knew the call and the right. route tree. Yeah, right. We'll right. never know. Well, and and also also you know at the line of scrimmage you've got what's called hot reads, right? Yes, and hot and routes, hot routes, and yeah, so hot ba- reads too. But. Yeah, and and basically the bottom line is when you're when you're on that line of scrimmage, you're looking for different formations that will tell you to change your route, uh, and so it's it's very difficult. The only thing we can say is that consistently, whether it was Fields or whether it was Dalton. We were not on the the same playbook together, and and that just shouldn't happen after this many games. I mean, we're in week eleven, folks. Also, can we stop running the wildcat on fourth down? Like that's what, our best play. What is that all about? That, I mean, that, the wildcat. We're gonna yeah. come out here and do wildcat yeah. stuff. Like yeah. you, you want to talk about? You're not enough. You're not creative enough. Like I honestly, I don't give a flying fuck. <laughs> That that he's that uh, Nagy is not calling the plays anymore. It's the same damn thing. So you might as well Nagy take over and start calling plays because your career is over. We are three and seven. Justin Fields might have broken ribs. Still oh, don't know. By the way, that did come out. Breaking news: He does not have broken ribs. Check check before the podcast. Okay. Um. Uh, so apparently these are there are bruised ribs, but they okay. Sit they, him they, against they, Detroit. Yeah, exactly. I don't want him to play. Ex- exactly. Play Dalton against Detroit. I do not want him to play. Yeah, I I I agree. He's he's well, the face, okay. future face of the franchise. Why risk it against a game against Detroit on Thanksgiving? We'll, we'll, Day? we'll talk about Detroit. We still got more yeah. to get to in this yeah. game. I don't let me forget though. Just to let the listeners know, I, I will say this one thing about Detroit. I know we're getting a little ADD here. It's backup quarterback versus. It's going to be backup versus backup. No excuses, Matt Nagy. It's going to be Dalton versus. I, I forget the Lions guy name. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. But Andy Dalton should win that game. Should I repeat? Should yeah. yeah. Don't fuck around at practice and have Fields in. Let him. Let, let him heal up. Let's talk about this. I'm glad we went here. What are we doing? Everyone's constantly out. Khalil Mack had that foot thing. Right, we sat him for a game. We then we played him. Then the foot, he's out for the year. Is this a pre-existing injury we did not know about? Did we push him to the brink? What is our medical staff doing? We've talked about this before. Tariq Cohen still out, dude. There was a guy we were walking out yeah. of the stadium with a Tariq jersey. Yeah, he, number twenty nine. Yeah, he yeah. had it on, and everyone's going, Tariq, where are you, man? Where yeah. you been? Yeah. He goes. I'm still injured for some reason. And everyone started laughing. Everyone's going, why? Why? Yeah, talk about a player that's just totally missing in action. I mean, it's it's like it's like a mystery. It's like a UFO kind of thing. But then again, we do it with Hakeem Hicks. We keep rushing him back. Right. I don't care if Hakeem wants to play. So, it is your job to protect the player from himself. So, Exactly. So there are two types of injuries that are particularly vulnerable to NFL athletes, and we all know them. 
One is the high ankle sprain versus a low ankle sprain. High ankle sprains, listen, you got to sit, folks. They don't come back. Kyler Murray is a great example of the Arizona Cardinals doing the right thing, knowing the kind of lead they have, knowing the time kind of team they have. And they're and you're they're not screwing with it. Perfect they're, example. They're not the, missing messing around. Perfect example of the wrong thing. Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson. Exactly. That doctor said he doesn't even know how he's out there playing. They're like, well, he rehab nineteen hours a day. Stop. Yeah. He's your quarterback. Yeah. You don't have to make heroes out of these people. Okay. They're not getting to let the them, Super. But hold on. They're not getting. They're not getting to the Super Bowl. Well, of course not. Yeah. So what what are we doing? Yeah. So we're okay. That that even emphasizes the point even further. Brings me to my next point. We're not making it to the Super Bowl, Chicago. Do not rush Justin Fields back. He could be the future and the face of this organization. Do not, I repeat, do not rush him back. We don't need that. We honestly do not need that. We are three and seven now. Yeah. Okay. We could, who cares? Let a new coach mold this young man. Yeah. Get, let a new GM find a new coach to run this man. Let's talk about this too. Joaquin Grant. What the hell is that? We trade this guy. We're down. Justin Tucker is kicking the shit out of the ball. I don't care. The ball still had a chance. Joaquin Grant's supposed to be quick, right? The Bears made a mistake way back when, when we got rid of Devin Hester. I think you just, that dude's so explosive, you just keep letting him return. Why we didn't tell Grant, just try something. He kept letting the ball bounce out of the back of the end zone repeatedly. Now, I get it that it would have been like a 109-yard return, but guys, I don't know if, I don't know if Matt Nagy was aware, but we put up like zero points in the first half. Yeah. Yeah, so that, guess what, Matt? It's time to get creative, okay? And let your special teams do something. You gave up a six-round pick for a guy who's fast and a guy who has done jack shit for us all year. So, one, that's on Ryan Pace for even trading for him because you, you, you need a fat guy to sit back there and not catch the ball? I could, I could be on the team. I could get a paycheck. I mean, seriously. He let every punt bounce. Basically, I just it it just blowing my mind. Well, like it, he's not good. It's not, and and it reemphasizes. I mean, we were 29th in offensive production. I wouldn't be surprised after yesterday's game if we're now 31st or even the last in the NFL in terms of offensive production, which is absolutely embarrassing when you think of the talent that's on the field. It, it's just. It, it's unbelievable. You know, it's it's screwing up a one man parade is what it's doing, and and I want to I want to speak to the other side of the I want to not the other side of the ball. I want to speak to another thing, and that is the offensive line, gang. You cannot be having these kind of bonehead penalties at this time of the year. Um, we we were letting guys also get to fields. And Fields is is good at escaping, and that kid was running for his life in the first half. That that should not be happening. Again, goes back to pace. And this was like, guys, I thought that this podcast was getting repetitive. 
after going to Chicago, I feel like it's not, and I'm glad. All the fans were talking about Pace. All the fans were talking about Nagy. Everyone's fed up. Why haven't we addressed the offensive line? Why do we continue not to address the secondary? Why do we continue to flush away draft picks? Why do we continue to not be able to draft when we have draft picks? It all adds up. Yeah. It adds up to uh, three and seven. Wait. Yeah. Are we three and seven? Yes. Yeah. So it adds up to three and seven right now, which which if you look, we could potentially, maybe well, potentially. Props to this podcast. We've called that yeah, till then. Absolutely, we did. Weeks ago, we said loss, loss, loss. We're about to go. We said we're about to go on a big losing streak. And guess what? It's that simple, Matt Nagy. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I want to say something, Tyler, that you, you touched on a little bit, but I want to emphasize it a lot more. Did I not sit there and call how many plays right before the play even began? It was unbelievable. You were even calling the play actions. Yeah. Come on. Come on. I'm 63, and I'm sitting there and calling these things, and I can see them. I mean, what does that tell you? Another funny part. Let's talk about some of the funny parts of the game. Because there were. This is how well we know the game. You are calling the plays out. I go, I, I'm not going to lie, I was drinking a few beers. And I said, well, I'm going to piss before the, because the, we got the ball with two minutes. I said, because we ain't going to do shit in two minutes. I got to the line, got in, got out, got back, and it was still 140 to go. And no, we didn't do anything. Yeah. I, and I knew we wouldn't. It, because that's our style of play with our coach. <laughs> it's alarming. It is. It, it's like... Why can't Chicago get in an offensive-minded place? And listen, we said this. When we beat the Raiders in a surprise win, which I still say the only reason we beat the Raiders is because there was controversy. We said Packers lost, Bucks lost, 49ers lost, Steelers are going to beat us in a loss, Ravens are going to beat us in a loss. Guess what, guys? That all came true. And by the way, it doesn't get any any easier we have Detroit on a four days we play in three days now we play the Lions on Thanksgiving then the Cardinals come to Chicago then we go to Green Bay then we go to the Vikings who just upset the Packers I think we actually let's do this Bears Lions should be a win should be a win we're gonna put. We're gonna mark that in the W column. But it's gonna be close. It, it it will be. But I think Dalton should come on with Dalton's experience. He should be able to come in. And by the way, I want to give Dalton some credit. Yeah, I, I, I Dalton played a damn good game. Okay, he yes did he miss? But we don't know what those some of those misses were about. But he came in and under pressure played a damn good game. So so Red Rifle had credit to you. Good job. Also, I, another funny thing. I'm in the bathroom before the two-minute warning. I look to you, and you you didn't hear this because you, you. So when you walk out to the concourse, uh-huh. the um, they have the radio on, the radio broadcast with Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer. So I go to the bathroom right, and I'm sitting in the urinal, and I start laughing because while I'm peeing. I told you, I said, why don't we ever get the tight ends involved, especially when we're depleted right now with Allen Robinson out? Why don't we get Cole Komet? Tom Thayer goes, I'm disgusted at the way we're playing here with our tight ends. We need to get them involved in the passing game. That's what he said. Yeah. 
Now that wasn't what he said verbatim, but he did say. I don't think I don't know if he said disgusted or upset. It was something. It was a synonym along those lines. The point being is, it's hilarious that everyone can see it. Yeah. Except our head coach, who is a walking, talking buffoon. It's he's a disaster. Look, look, we should have been able to throw on them all game. Justin Fields, before he went out, he was 4 of 11, 79 yards. Uh, Dalton ended up going 11 for 23 for 201. I mean, look at this. David uh, Mooney, five catches, 121 yards in a TD. Average 24 yards a catch. Uh, Goodwin, four catches, 104 yards, 26 a catch. The running game was atrocious. I don't understand what we're doing. I'm tired of running fields. Uh, fields ain't a big guy, guys. Yeah, and, and if we're going to continue to run him like Cam Newton, we're continue to get these results. And and plus, the play he got hurt was a designed run to Fields. Yeah. I want to talk about that. Let's do it. That is that is absolutely stupid to to take your potentially quarterback that's going to take you to the future and literally use him in a meaningless play to end the the second half. I mean, it was it was literally a meaningless run. I would you know, Nagy, why don't you just take the damn knee at that point if you're gonna use your quarterback like that? Because he's not Cam Newton. He's not that size of guy. And and you he, you can't keep giving that kid hits like that. Just ticks me off. It was just a useless play in which you hurt your own quarterback. Because what he got six yards off of that. Gosh, was it worth it? I don't think so, buddy. Yeah, we talked about this. I don't like that. I think do do what everyone does with the quarterback, like Russell Wilson. I've brought this up time and time again, and guess what? Time and time again, I'll continue to do it. He looks for the pass. If there's no one there, right, and there's no spy on the quarterback with a linebacker or whoever spying him, he'll run. He'll slide. He's up. He's fine. <laughs> Hello? We don't need to do the design runs. I said this again. Even a guy as big as Cam Newton. Look, he's 30. What is he, 32? Yeah, I think so. He he's, he's depleted. He's broken. He's hurt. What are we doing? Yeah. Like, yeah. look at Cam. Look at Justin Fields. Personal opinion Throwing wise, Fields better prospect than Cam. Fields littler than Cam. Much littler. Cam, Superman, huge, strong, run into the ground. Big bone, big body. Run into the ground. Yep. So you do the math there, Chicago. I feel like personally, Matt Nagy doesn't give a shit about Justin Fields. I don't think he likes him. I really don't. I. I really do not think he likes him. I think he's like, whatever, I got a coach for my job. I don't give a shit. Just if we run him into the ground, we run him into the ground. I'll find another quarterback. I don't think he likes him. Yeah, I, I agree. Because here's why here's why I agree too. I want to make this perfectly clear. You you cannot continue to put your quarterback in those kind of losing positions and expect that oh, yeah, I, I have a lot of respect for this guy. You know, I wanna I wanna help get him protected. Here's the here's the other bottom line. The fact Nagy and I'm speaking to you right now, Mr. Nagy, 
you're, I'm not calling you Coach Nagy because you don't deserve the moniker of Coach. I'm going to call you Mr. Nagy from this point on. I don't even think he Mr. deserves that. Mr. Nagy, you knew the type of offensive line you had. You knew you got a great prospect in Justin Fields. The fact that you and Pace did not address this offensive line is an absolute abhorrence to any kind of NFL thinking uh, strategery. I'm using that in, a, in, in the wrong way, I know. But it is just unbelievable that you wouldn't address your offensive line and getting that kind of person. It reminds me of the Colts when they got Peyton Manning. And the, Peyton Manning was sacked so many times, I thought he would be his first year as a rookie. I thought he was going to wind up in the intensive care unit. And everybody in the NFL at that time that was a Colts fan or talking to Colts fans was like, hey, I can't believe we got a guy like Manning and we didn't even address the offensive line. So so guess what? If you kill your if you kill your young quarterback, kudos to you. Pace, that's on you. That's on that's also on on Mr. Nagy. Sorry about that. Uh, I found the I was trying to put up the volume here. But let's take a listen. I found the chant that we were taking uh, that I did not record that was loud that I guess, I don't know, I had a guy comment on our post, said it did come through the TV. So uh, this, I, I did find the audio, um, and this is from uh, uh, Barstool Chicago, but uh, let, let's take a listen at the stronger chant of Fire Nagy and how it's not just us, guys. <laughs> I mean, that's loud. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just wanted to play that. We were a part of that one. That one was loud. That was very, very loud. He had to hear it. Um, everyone, I it, as Chicago, we're just so fed up. And, like, everyone has hope there, too. I want to make that clear. Like, even the fans we were talking with... Um, even the the Ravens fans, for instance, mm-hmm. even them, we were talking to them, and even they were saying, you know, you have hope with Fields. Like the, he go, and everyone though, they go, you got to get rid of that head coach. You got to get rid of that head coach. I mean, we're gonna finish below the Vikings this year. Oh, I, I'm I'm thinking the only yeah, I mean, come on, the only team we're gonna beat out is Detroit, and they haven't won a game yet, and. Maybe. I don't yeah. know if we're going to even do that. Yeah, they, we could be their first win, for all I know. I know that everyone keeps doing that with Detroit. I think we actually get them. Uh, the line is plus three and a half. I don't know. Let's let, let let's talk about this. I, unless you want anything more to talk no, about. No, that. I think we covered that. So, we play Detroit on Thanksgiving. Just to let people know, that podcast will come out on Saturday. We um, It is the holidays. We're going to spend time with family. Hopefully you have spent time with your family too. Um, that's the reason it's going to be out late. We have things to do. So, uh, I, And I guarantee you'd rather spend time with your family than listen to us. So, yeah. yeah. You know, it's a win-win. Hope, hope so. Hope that's the case. No, I'm just going to assume that it's the <laughs> case. Let's, let's not dive too far into people's personal <laughs> lives. With, with the game, I... <laughs> Man, does it help us or hurt us? I because I, normally they say four weeks. You know, you get that rest period, right? You know, 
Well, we got a long rest. We came off a bye, which brings me Matt Nagy's now 0-4 off a bye. He does not know how to game plan worth a shit. Yeah, that's for sure. Hold on. I know I said I wanted to talk about Detroit, but after I just said that remark, why didn't we stick to the game? Here's what I wonder. Was the game plan for Lamar the same as the Dolphins one after we got the blueprint? Because the Dolphins blitzed the shit out of him with DBs. They scattered DBs all across the field and gave him different looks. Was that the game plan for Lamar is what I would really like to know. And if it was, why the hell wouldn't you continue it in against Hunley? Because that would have confused the shit out of a young quarterback. That's a, a quarterback. That's a great question. And We'll never knows? know. We'll, we'll never, never know. know. We need. I wish we had access to a player. Yeah. I wish we had access to a player who, who would be open and could come on. And maybe it will come with time. Maybe somehow we reach out and we're like, "Hey, what was the game plan?" Well, we're dying to know. When it also rem- what what it also reminds me is Nagy just doesn't make poor adjustments on the buy. He doesn't make any adjustments during the game. You None. don't. You don't see him do that. You see other coaches make those kind of adjustments. You rarely see him do anything different. We didn't make one adjustment the whole game that I saw. Yeah. I mean, I maybe see it either. Maybe I'm wrong. I, again, it's a lot harder to watch games in real. It's easier and it's harder. The, there's give and take. You know, I wish I could be like an announcer, you know, where, you, you know, you get to watch live and you get to watch TV broadcast. Yeah. You know, we didn't have that. You know, we just. Whatever plays on the Jumbotron, that's what we get to see. So it, it, it's very interesting if that was his game plan to switch it around. But I think you're a pathetic coach if you have a team not coming off a bye and you've had over a week to prepare for that team and this is the performance that you put out and time and, and time again. Yeah. Like it, it, just, it just reaffirms what has to happen. I would love to sit in a board meeting because like if they were discussing um like <laughs> like why to fire Nagy, I would just love to write a, a, a like if I was in the board meeting, I'd be like, "All right, let's start here." And I'd write pros, and then on the other side I'd write cons. And I'm going to say, "Okay. Let's spend an hour on pros." And let's spend five minutes on cons. Let's see which one fills up faster. Because in the five minutes, you're going to have a whole list up and down the board of cons. (laughs) And you ain't going to have shit for pros. Honestly, you're not going to have shit. I can't think of one pro this guy does. And I'm not just saying that. I'm really not. I'm not. I'm trying to put my bias aside. I, I, I was actually trying to go through the pros in my head as you were talking. And I... And even his news conferences are shit. Well, I would say this, pro, he's good at getting you a high draft pick. But then con, oh, <laughs> I can't, he can't but, but, do anything with it. No, I was going to say we never get one because Ryan Pace trades him away. So Ryan Pace is he actually proactively taking away Matt Nagy's only pro. <laughs> and there's that's called teamwork, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I mean... It's amazing how bad you can suck at sucking. Like, if you designed a game plan on how an organization could be this bad, 
this is it, right? Yeah. So, so Nagy, oh, Mr. Nagy, here's your job for the rest of the season. Your job for the rest of the season is to see if you can suck less. But no, it's not just him. Like, seriously, as yeah. a collective, these two are going, how can we really ruin a team? And they got it down. Ryan Pace is like, okay, your job, suck really, really bad. And then fans will be like, yeah, we have a high draft pick. Let's do something with it. And then I'll come in and I'll trade all that away. And then I'll keep getting players who suck. And then we'll just have nothing at the end of the day. It seems like a hell of a plan to me. Oh, my gosh. that Talk about a winning formula. Oh, my gosh. We got a little sidetracked. Yeah. Let's get back on the, track. The, so, we were talking about the Detroit game. Does rest help? I don't think so. Are, are, are no rest? Because a lot of times they go, man, team's coming off no rest. Uh, I don't Detroit, think it really matters. Detroit played the same time we did. Exactly. Doesn't really matter. You, uh, come on. Here's the deal about rest. Guys, these are elite athletes. Okay? If your body can't get rested in three days. I disagree. Because I've heard players talk about this. I've heard Joe Thomas. They are creatures of habit. Usually, Monday is their day off. Okay? It's not anymore. Your body is not tuned up for Thursdays. It's just not. So I disagree with you on that one. I get what you're saying. But, Dad, you got to think about it. If you're a creature of habit, okay, that's no different. And I'm being dead serious about this. It's no different from you going to work at 8 in the morning and then going, hey, we need you at work at 8 p.m. Thursday. That's different, Dad. Yeah, I get it. I, so if, if I, I think that I want to differentiate the two. If you're talking about the word rest, the word rest to me means recuperate, regenerate. Um, and you don't and, have that ability because, so, listen, now Monday is usually days off. Monday is days where they come in. They, they, they're icing each other down. They're like people that are hurt are getting worked on. Now you can't have that. Now you go from that to, Hey, quickly back in. We got to do walkthroughs. We got to practice. You don't have that time. So that, uh, that really does affect players greatly. And usually this is why I ask this question. Usually it helps really shitty teams. But now we have two really shitty teams. And you know what? I would just like to go ahead and apologize for anyone. Like, you know what a good time for Thanksgiving is? 1230 during this game. Because if you are not a Lions or a Bears fan, oh, dear, dear God, this is bad. You have a 3-7 and seven team against an 0-9-1 team. Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is not going to be the best TV ratings that you've ever seen on Thanksgiving Day. At least not for the first game. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's sad because, um, we, we should, we should really be much, much better than this. And, and the fact of the matter is the product that's on the field is, is, is what we see is what we get. We're two games behind now. I know. I have the, the, the line or the Vikings and the, Vi <laughs> this is what's crazy. The Lions haven't even won a game. They're only three games behind us. <laughs> Hypothetically, they could pass us. Yes, they could. So are, are we in agreement? We think we think we can pull out the Detroit win. I don't but, know now, but we're but we're not certain. Okay, that's where I'm gonna. That's I'm telling you where I'm sticking my flag. My flag is a win. I think we have a better quarterback in Dalton, 
and I think it's not going to be a blowout. Once again, we're not going to be an offensive juggernaut. I think we, we never lo- are. I think we lose if we play Fields. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. He's busted up. Well, yeah, but look at our M.O. Yeah. Look at our oh. M.O., Dad. Look at the M.O. Mm-hmm. Play I, hurt players. That's I, our M.O. Play hurt players. We're coming off this short of a rest. I don't see why you risk it. I think you play Andy Dalton. You start him. You get him reps with the first team. Will it help? Fuck if I know. that 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 The way that that offense is run, the lack of motion. I mean, how about the, you know, you and I were talking about this. Play action was could work for us if we did it more, but we won't do it for some I reason. I think we should do it 90% of the time. And the reason I say that is because we run the ball so much on first down. It's literally the playbook. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Why aren't you running play action? Make that if that linebacker takes one false step in, you can hit a quick slant. Yeah. It's that simple. I don't know. I don't know either. But <laughs> no, here, hold on. I was thinking. I don't know why Andy Reid cannot produce any good coaches. What last year when we thought Nagy was gone, I came on here and said I wanted Eric Bieniemy. I don't, I don't think I do anymore because I don't think that I, I don't think that head coaches. I, I don't, I don't know why. I don't know what's going on there. I, I, I think Matt Nagy was just call, actually I do. I think Matt Nagy doesn't know how to design an offense. I think he knows how to call an offense, and he was calling one of the best offensive minds in the game. With that all being said, I just I think you need to look elsewhere. I think we need to get rid of these guys. I've said this before, but I think I know I take that back. I know who I want now. I want Kellen Moore. I think he's a hell of a head coach. I think if the Cowboys were smart, they would fire Mark McCarthy at the end of this year. I don't care that he has a winning season. I don't care that he could go to the Super Bowl. I said it before. Fire him. Bring in Kellen Moore. I watched that. The reason I say this, I watched that game against the, the Cowboys and the Chiefs. Cowboys' game plan was good. Their execution sucked. Players dropping the ball. Dak throwing the ball, just throwing it up. The routes and the scheme and the way they were moving the ball, Kellen Moore knows what he's doing, Dad. Okay. Well, I would love maybe maybe he he needs to be the guy we go after. Well, he's young. Think yeah. about it. He's as old as Sean McVay. Like that's the future. Let's start getting in people who know the game. It's time to kick out these old people. And I'm being dead serious. Look at Pete Carroll and how much the game is passing Pete by. But yet we continue to have old-ass owners and old people who are going, that's just a kid. He can't do it. Fuck you. Like, I'm so sick of that attitude. And that has been Chicago's attitude for the longest time. We look back at it, and we're still sitting here longing for Lovey Smith. Because as bad as Lovey Smith's offenses were, they weren't nearly as bad as what Matt Nagy is in this era. In the era where we're still not going to have a passer over 4,000 yards. We didn't have it when we added on to a 16-game schedule. Now we have added on to a 17th game. 
17 games and you can't get 4,000 yards? Yeah, it's pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic. I I get hot on this subject because I don't understand, but have you watched any Cowboy games? Do you have anything to say about Kellen Moore? Yeah, I, I think Kellen Moore is a hell of a coach. I've watched a lot of the Cowboy games, and I think he's very good at motion. He's very good at making finding holes in the defense. He... I think I think they they use their tight ends extremely well in their it, most of the time in their offense. Uh, they have a really good you know they the Cowboys team used to be nothing but run. Now that they've got Dak, I mean they're they're now passing the ball pretty dynamically. I think the exception was yesterday. I didn't get to watch the game as I was riding back from Chicago in the front seat of the car listening to the uh, the game that Tyler had on his phone. But um, yeah, I th- I think he's a very good coach. I I would love I would love a guy like him. I would like him or a guy like him. We we just need new energy. We need new ideas. We need we need consistent dynamic play calling, and we're we're just not getting any of that. Not even close. He just he does a good job of mixing things up, man. He, um, like they didn't run the ball too much. They tried to throw in Kansas City a lot, but I mean, I just the the point being is you need fresh young blood and you need to take a chance on these guys. I also don't I'm also not this is not my full-time job, okay? I want to make this very clear. I'm like everyone else. I'm a fan. I I work 40 hours plus a week. You know, I do this podcast too. My whole life goal is not to find to find the next coach or the next GM. Okay, but I'll tell you what, I'm not a fucking jackass, and I would look towards the camp of Sean McVay, I would look towards the camp of Kyle Shanahan, I would look for the next guy like that, because what the Rams did, and what the 49ers did, hey, guess what, it's working. Mm-hmm. Hello? It, it is, it is, and you know what, they say that NFL is a copycat league. Bullshit. Yeah. It is. It is when it comes to old white men. That's <laughs> yeah. so, that's just the truth. Let's hire the oldest, whitest guy we know. That's where it's a copycat league. They need to give these kids a shot. That saying that those who can't do teach that is so true. Dan Orlowski ran out of the back of the end zone. This guy can break down film. This guy knows his shit. Kellen Moore, great at Boise State. Horrible pro player, but he can coach. Right. And right. you see that a lot. Right. So so I think you just hit upon a jewel there that you can't just assume because an NFL player had a great career, he's a great coach. Exactly. It's almost as it, if if he's really bad, he'll be a really good coach. Yeah. Because the, here's the deal. The, 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 the two aren't synonymous with one another. Not at all. It, you Oftentimes, it's the people who struggle with something and understand the struggle that sometimes are the best coaches, and the people who get it easy are sometimes the best players. But mm-hmm. they're they mm-hmm. because it comes so easy to them, and and so on occasion you get there's a rare occasion that you get that person who's both a good teacher and a good player. But I want to tell you, I think that's really the exception to the rule and not the rule. I agree. I. I could not say it any better myself. I think that uh, we're all on this boat together, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, we we are. It, it it right now feels a little bit like the Titanic, 
and the ship captain keeps running into the same iceberg over and over again. I will say this, and we'll end on this. Yesterday was a blast. Ah, Regardless of the outcome. Had so much fun with you and Eric and his son. It just, it, it, it was a, it was a wonderful day, a day I will always remember. Um, and, uh, appreciate it. Cause you, you were the guy pushing all of us to, to get up to a game and, and I loved it. A lot of people think that, you know, oh, and I, you know, it's better on TV. It is. And it isn't, there's nothing like that live atmosphere. And I will say this. It looks like Chicago is going to move to Arlington Heights, and it's very, very unfortunate because I absolutely love the field. It's actually in Chicago. You see all the skyscrapers. You're right downtown pretty much. You're right off the lake, and it sucks. It sucks so bad that they want to move this to a suburb. So I will say, if you do have a chance, no matter where you're at, and I I don't know everyone's financial, but if you can make it happen, Whether you're all the way on the field or you're all the way up in the nosebleeds, I guarantee you, if you get to a game and you go to Chicago, you will absolutely have the time of your life. If you are a Bears fan, it doesn't matter the outcome. Sit back, do what we did, crack a beer, drink an an expensive beer, eat an expensive hot dog, but just soak it in and enjoy the time. And I I suggest everyone try to get out there uh, before they get rid of this beautiful stadium. my, My advice is take the people you love to a game that you love and you'll you'll just feel wonderful. We'll end on that. That was beautiful. All right, man. Remember, it's always a good time when you bear down.